Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's going on everybody welcome back or welcome into the dog check coming off an unbelievable 20 to 17 win at home against chicago bears eric what a like what a win i i can't even put it into words it was insane it it was and it's one of those games that the bears have been playing well both offensively and and defensively we've had so many injuries going into this game and and it's one of those games that we can still play well enough and not win the game just because of everything that's been going on around the team. But when it's all said and done, these guys found a way to win the game. That's what I'm happy about because in years past, they would have laid it down, right? But Mm -hmm. this team has been resilient despite the injuries and everything going on around it and been able to go out there and finish these games. And that's what I'm so excited about because Everybody, you know, when we talked about the schedule back in the beginning, this would have been a game that everyone would have said, okay, yeah, we get that game easily. No question yeah. we're going to beat them. And, but mm-hmm. Chicago's been playing better. And then, and so to just squeak out of there with a win, end up nine and five, uh, keep possession of that number five spot. I think we have most of the tiebreakers on, yeah. on the other teams. And so, we just got to keep plowing. I mean, got to get a couple games. I, I I don't know what I'd said we'd be – our record would be right now. I yeah. think I'm pretty close, but I don't know. If, and, but it hasn't quite happened like I said it would, but mm-hmm. I think I'm close to that 11 and, and 6 that I was talking about. Yeah, we're definitely close. It's It's been a pretty crazy ride. And I honestly think even looking back to like maybe three weeks ago, if you looked at this Bears game, you probably still thought like that – should be a win, but you're right. They're playing better football, especially defensively. Like the, the Browns struggled. They turned the ball over a couple times. Bears defense was no joke, kept them in the game. But defensively for the Browns, it was a game where Denzel Ward was finally back. Not like a get-right game, but the closest thing you could have to it. And, you know, they let up 10 offensive points, and seven of them came after the Bears returned to pick to the one-yard line. So if you want to say three offensive points, you can say three offensive points. What did you see out of that defense that was so special this game? I, I thought they were able to keep uh, Justin Field off his spot. He made some throws, and, and he made a lot of good throws, but a, a lot of them he was scrambling and running around, like the touchdown to Kyle Commit. He scrambles yeah. to get that. He was he was under duress when he did that. And so I think they did a good job of containing him, not letting him run the ball like he has in, in the past weeks, and, and just keeping him from finding D.J. Moore as much as he wanted to. Yeah, I thought they did a great job on DJ Moore too. You know, obviously you had the the fade ball. I believe it was in the second quarter, maybe first or second quarter. But like other than that, nothing, nothing crazy. I thought Denzel Ward played a good game. He again eliminated basically a, a side of the field, like he was barely targeted. But Greg Newsom, 
play after play after play, dropped interception, but PBUs, really good coverage on DJ Moore a couple times. He got pressure on Justin Fields on a third down that forced him to throw the ball away. That was really refreshing to see too because that was a guy you looked at the past couple weeks outside of the Jacksonville game, and you are like, you know, if he's, if he's going to be our number two and we can't have Denzel Ward, we might be in trouble. But back Denzel Ward, him and Emerson and Greg Newsom in the secondary – you can afford to send more pressure. And that's what I saw the most. Like the, the Browns blitzed a little bit more. They sent five a couple more times. They sent six a couple more times because you have limited liabilities in the secondary. You can go trust the four or five guys you're going to keep in the secondary. Just say, you know, go cover these guys. We'll go send pressure. And that gives one-on-ones to guys like Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, JOK, who had a sack. It's a really, really good formula that Jim Schwartz can implement now that his secondary, or at least his corners, are fully healthy. But those blitzes also allow the defense to take a lane. Those are so it gives the quarterback fewer lanes, mm-hmm. right? Because those guys are coming from everywhere. And, and JOK did a great job. He was running over running backs to get pressure and, and get the fields. And like and, and going back to what you were saying about the secondary, when you have a Denzel Ward back there, like you said, it kind of cuts off one side of the field, puts a lot of pressure on the other guys. Mm-hmm. who are on the uh, other side or, or in the slot. But at the same time, it lets you know there's, there's only so many places they can go, right? Yeah. And so so it, so it kind of shuts it down a little bit for them as well. They just have to be locked in. And so I think they did a good job uh, against uh, DJ Moore and, and, and Kyle Komet and, and with Justin Fields back there throwing the ball. It's just at times people have to understand this is the NFL, and there are going to be plays given up. It's just how you bounce back. And these guys mm-hmm. did a good job of bouncing back. We, I, I think we, we, I think we dropped maybe what, maybe four picks that we could have had, yeah. at least a couple. And and so we, they were, they were there in, in in spots to make plays. We didn't make them all, but in the end, we shut them down and gave our offense a chance to go win that game. They did give their offense a chance, and even though the first few quarters were ugly for the Browns' offense, Joe Flacco, two hundred twelve yards passing in the fourth quarter alone. That pass to Amari Cooper to tie the game at 17-17 was like unbelievable. You look at the screenshot of when he's throwing the ball. Amari Cooper isn't even past the first defender, and he fits it into that window. Unbelievable ball. Obviously that, the ball to David Njoku to set them into field goal range on that last drive. Again, pressure in his face on a third down, lofts it over a defender, really nice layering of a throw to the flat. David Njoku makes a play after the catch. Flacco in the fourth quarter was unbelievable. I think the Browns offense in general was unbelievable in the fourth quarter, but Flacco made game-winning play after game-winning play. And you watched him play in the first three quarters, and you're like, oh, it may, maybe the magic is done. It wasn't. And, and But that's what they wanted from him. You know, that's why when they called him at his house, they said, we need someone who can do this because we have a defense that if they're firing on all cylinders – they will give the offense a chance. They will make plays. They will they will stop an offense at, at some point in the game when it's necessary. They've been doing it, at yes. least at home. They've been they've been doing it. And so if you have someone after the defense makes that stop, who can go in there and drive the ball down the field and get you some plays and, and who's unflappable? Then you have a, a, a fighting chance. And and he's been unflappable even after the three picks. That yeah. it feels like it never happened. And, and you know. A lot of times people don't understand. It makes it a lot easier when we're talking about 
mentally, I should say. We're talking about driving the ball, and all you got to do is get a field goal to win, as yeah. opposed to driving it, getting the field goal to tie it, and maybe sending it overtime or to, to score a touchdown to have to win the game. So there's a different mindset. And so it, it allows you to be a little more calm and cool and with, with Joe Flacco was. And he was under duress sometimes, sometimes, but he was still able to make those throws that we that we needed to get to, to our playmakers. Yeah, he made some unbelievable throws. Uh, the touchdown to David Njoku was incredible, more on Njoku's end. But I, is, is there a player on earth that can cover David Njoku right now? I don't know if there is. I don't, I don't think so. And this is what I was talking about. This is who we always wanted him to be. Yeah. And this yes. is who we think he could and should be. It's just, when I say it again, when, it, when, it's, when he's not involved in the game, seems like he's not there. But yeah. lately, he's been, since Flacco's been around, he's been involved. And so now you're seeing that confidence. In, in the last few weeks, you haven't seen these drops that we've seen. And so, so the focus seems to be there, and he knows that he's a playmaker, and, and he's making those plays, especially when necessary. Yeah, and after the catch, we didn't even get to see it much until that that last uh, reception that put him in a field goal range. Like after the catch, he's still a monster too. You can throw it up to him, have him go take the ball off somebody's helmet and score a touchdown. You can get it to him in space, and he'll go run for thirty yards after the catch. There's a clear athletic advantage. And we'll talk about the matchup against the Texans. I, I love the matchup for David Njoku there, but a clear athletic advantage for Njoku against anybody he's going against. And then you still have guys like Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore and Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman has really come on these past couple of weeks who are just going to continue to make plays. Like this is the strength of the Browns offense. It's really weird to see too, because when you think of Cleveland Browns football, even coming into this year, but in years past, it was, we're going we're gonna to run the ball 25, 30 times, win the field position battle, see if you can beat us. And obviously that takes a hit when you lose Nick Chubb. But even with the other quarterbacks, they were still running the ball a good amount. It was the Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt show. Now it's not. Right. And, and, and in all fairness, it is hard to, to run the ball when you have one true starter in mm. there at the, at the yeah. end of the line. Right. And so yeah. it puts a lot of pressure on guys who come in and shuffling around, having to play different positions, and and, and just being new uh, to the to the to playing. And so that makes it hard. So I, I think uh, with Flacco being the veteran and being able to to make smart decisions back there, I think it makes it a lot easier for them to pass the ball. You know, just three step, five step, seven step drop, and let him do the reading. Just give him some time, which which takes a little more time for them to get to them than having to yeah. block somebody in front of you when we're talking about running the ball. Yeah, it it's truly an unbelievable offensive formula they've had the past couple of weeks. It's worked second most pass yards in the entire NFL the last three games with Flacco. It's, it's really, really beautiful to see. Before we move on to the matchup against the Houston Texans, which is as big of a game as it gets, like we talked about, probably a playoff game, seems like a playoff game. want to give a quick little shout-out. They all are. They all are. But I, I want to give a quick little shout out to your Texas Longhorns, Eric. We won't talk about football yet, but the oh, women's no. volleyball, women's yes, volleyball national champions. Congratulations. Thank you. They're back to back national champions. Back to back. Yes. Yes. And, you know, and, and, and Coach Jared Elliott and, and Madison Skinner, AJ O'Neill, they, they've been awesome for all year, all year and for the last two years. I mean, we went into this, into this as underdogs. You know, we, we went to Stanford. 
the number one Stanford at Stanford. We go to uh, we go, we go to the Final Four. We play Wisconsin, who's the number one. Beat them. We go. Then we play uh, Nebraska, who's also a number one. Beat them in straight sets to win it all. So I'm just I'm so proud of these girls and and, and the University of Texas because you know they are what a culture is supposed to look like a winning culture. Mm-hmm. They they got they're excellent. And then I'm so. I'm so mad about the Nebraska coach. I don't know if you saw it, how he was talking about Texas going to buy players, and that's no. why they're winning after after the game. Oh, that's a bad look. It's a, a sore loser, but you know, yeah, th- isn't that what college is right now? Right? Yes. <laughs> Regardless of how, it, how you do it, you still have to be able to coach the, your, your players. They still have to go out there and perform, right? And so the, the ladies, the, the Lady Longhorns at Texas, their volleyball team went out there, performed well able to go back to back and, and so I'm, I'm happy for them. yes Welcome. congratulations congratulations to the longhorns the lady longhorns we got a, another group of longhorns playing in a couple weeks here we'll talk about that next week but looking looking ahead to this browns texans game it is as big as they come and you're getting a red hot team a team that went into tennessee without their starting quarterback their number one and number two receiver and still won like that i watched that game start to finish, I was like, there's no way they should win this game. They pulled it out with Case Keenum. What is the biggest thing that you're looking at with this Houston Texans team? First of all, I think they were just mad at the Titans for wearing those early uniforms. I think so, too. <laughs> and so, so they were like, there's no way we can lose this game. That We're supposed mm-hmm. to wear those for throwback. We're in Houston. We're supposed to wear those uniforms. You know, but when, when you look at, at the Texans, I think they're, they're just they're, they're, they're coached well. Nico Ryan is doing a good job. You yeah. know their defense is playing well. They got they have some superstars, especially mm-hmm. on the defense. They have some players, and so they they they're 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 playing like they're not a young team. They're playing like veterans, like they've been around because they're being led well. And so I I, I think they they have the mentality as long as we have a chance, like pretty much like the Browns, as long as we're in it, we still have a chance. And so yeah. I think looking at this game. They only give like 93 yards rushing a game. Oh, yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> right. And so I don't know if that's the formula you you want to go with when you're trying to beat them offensively. You know, I think D'Amico Ryan's being a very good coach. He's like, we're going to stop the run first and see if they can pass. And, you know, mm-hmm. with Stingley and those guys out there making plays at, at the corner, it, it, it has been making it rough. And so I think this is a game where we throw 40 times a game again. Yeah. And, and and see what happens. And but we can win this game. You know, they're down. Oh, don't, yeah. know, don't know if uh, C.J. Stroud will play this week. Uh, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But it's, it's still, in effect, a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Right? And so so the defense has to step up, be the defense that we hope for them to be. Remember, this is on the road. Defense is supposed to travel. Our defense hasn't really traveled this year. Yeah. Not, not as much as they were supposed to. And so this is a game where – with the playoffs on the line, we got to go out there and take take advantage of it. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up that that Texans defense number. A little over 90 rush yards a game uh, allowed is crazy. Last five games, 63 rush yards per game allowed. Like, it, it's it's pretty legit. But when you look at their pass defense, bottom 10 pass yards per game uh, last few games. Uh, sixth most tight end yards given up the last couple games, too. We talked about that. That is a matchup you want to try to exploit. And obviously they got a couple guys on the outside. I, I think um, 
uh, Derek Stingley, excuse me, has been playing really well these past couple weeks. It's a guy you like on the outside, and I think defensively it's going to be a, a good matchup, but the way the Browns have been operating, how much they've been throwing the football, I really like it. I think offensively they should, quote-unquote should, have their way. I, I think the matchups in the secondary are there. I think the fact that they're running the ball less and less as time goes on actually plays in their favor with this matchup. I really like what Joe Flacco has against this Texan secondary. You know, what's crazy is this is probably going to be like the first time ever that I said we need to go into this game passing the ball. Yep. <laughs> right? It's, and, and especially the way we have been passing in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, making plays with Joe, uh, with Joe Flacco throwing the ball. I, I, and and like you said, I, they, they give opportunities for you to complete passes and, and make plays. And so I think we have to go in there with that mindset and do it. The only thing I'm worried about, and it's I don't, I don't know why, but I don't I can't even remember the last time we had a game where we didn't have a turnover. I don't know. I don't I, even know if there has been right? one this year. Uh, Arizona, I think. I think Arizona was the only one this year, though. See, that's, and that's what I'm saying. So that, I, I, and sometimes doesn't matter whose fault it is. The yeah. ball's still being turned over, and so we consistently turning the ball over and giving teams a chance. To be in games, mm-hmm. and so that's the only that's the only thing I, I worry about with with this team, especially going on the road, is that if you if you turn the ball over to the Texans in their stadium, going to be loud. They they think they have a chance. Yeah, and the Texans are fourth in the NFL in turnover differential too. So they will they will prey on opposing mistakes and they will take care of the football. So it, it's a battle the Browns cannot afford to lose and if they do turn the ball over which hopefully they don't hopefully it's not in the red zone whether it's your own red zone or the opposing red zone obviously you had joe flacco throw the pick right after the muff punt virtually in the red zone you had the pick six which was in their own territory but again bad timing and then you had the pick where the browns were heels at their own goal line like it's so crazy to see not only how much they're turning the ball over but how often it's just in a horrible spot, right? It's, it's not like they're turned over and, and the and the team is backed up. They're, we're yeah. giving them short fields, and and even if it is like you said, it, a turnover uh, in the minus or our plus or whatever, however you want to say it, mm. they're still running them back. Yeah. Right? They're running them back and giving the, the opposing offense a, a chance to score or be in the red zone. So that's that's what's been difficult. It's not like. They, these guys are getting a, a run yards after catch with the, with the interceptions. And then yeah. that's something that you rarely see, but it, for some reason it's happened a lot against the Browns this year. So I think the thing is just going to this game, don't turn the ball over. Yeah. Don't turn the ball over and, and make plays and you have a shot. I don't think, uh, well, I'm hoping because it's uh, Christmas day or that people won't go. <laughs> so, yeah, so, maybe. So, <laughs> So it won't be as loud in, in there, you know, and they won't really yeah. have the home field advantage. <laughs> yeah, well, we only hope. I, w- I wish we could get a clip of I think whatever week five or week six, the Seahawks game, where we were clamoring for them to run that ball on third and short, and they passed it. And now we're like, don't just don't even bother. They're passing so well, don't even bother. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a big game, and and people. Yeah say don't really think it's because the Texans, but they're fighting for their playoff lives. We're fighting for ours. So it's the, 
essentially a playoff game again. Yeah. So, so from here on out, I'm going to say it week after week now, playoffs. we're in the playoffs right now. Yeah. So we have to go 1-0 and in the playoffs to keep advancing. Yep, absolutely. The Texans offensively, obviously you mentioned C.J. Stroud didn't play this past game. I'd be shocked if he didn't. I, I believe it was still concussion protocol. Um, who knows if he's out or if he's in. Uh, probably will play if I had to guess. Nico Collins is the other big one, though. He was out this past week. He didn't practice once last week. That was the most interesting thing to me. So it was almost like he wasn't making the progress you expected him to make. So looking this week to see if he logs any days of practice is going to be huge. Obviously, Noah Brown has been playing really good football. He was also injured, but again, he logged practice days. He had a good game against Tennessee. That's going to have to be the guy for the Texans along with Dalton Schultz if they want to be able to pass on this Browns defense. But again, I like that matchup there too. Like I think the Browns can handle him in the secondary. I do too. I, even if CJ Stroud played, I, I think the Browns can handle them. I think they'll be able to pressure him enough uh, and, and keep him off his spot so he can't just stand back there and throw throw the ball. And that's what you obviously have to do with a guy like him is keep him off the spot. Don't allow him to just sit back there and pick you apart because he can do it. And, and, and although he's a rookie, people are like, well, he can't do, he can't continue to do it. He's going to hit the wall. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't <laughs> hit the wall yet. Yeah. The wall he hit is the fact that he got a concussion. Yep. That's it. Right. Yeah. This can happen to anyone. But mm-hmm. when he's been out there, he's been firing that rock. And so yep. we have to pressure him and keep him under duress if he does play. In case Keenum, these guys know who he is. They played yeah. with him. Yep. Right. They, they, they coached him. They played They played with him. So they know how to, to play against him. They know how to defend him. They know he's not going to be a guy who's going to run the football. But he, he, he's a smart veteran who's been a while, around a while. And he, he knows how to read defense. He, it's going to be hard to trick him. So, once again, you have to get pressure on him. But it's not because he is a threat to run the ball. You just have to get pressure on him and not let him be able to throw the ball wherever he wants to. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's going to be the, big, the biggest key, regardless of who – plays quarterback it's pressure i know cj stroud is good against the blitz but a lot of times he's had tank dell and nico collins to throw the ball to against the blitz so fascinating to see how that goes as well let's talk x factors i'll let you choose first either side of the ball i think i think last week jok the consensus x factor was probably a good choice he had an unbelievable game he did he did and you know who i'm gonna go with and and this, this, i'm gonna go with miles and i'm gonna okay. say and i'm gonna say miles because I think when he when he got fined because he was complaining about the ref <laughs> and being held, and then he was being held again. I think somebody's gonna see a letter. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna get a letter to the league, and, and they're gonna see some film of everything that's happening to him. And I think that you know it's gonna be one of those games where they're gonna be like, "Okay, uh, off the tackle, you're on your own today, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 see if you can block him. If you can't, we're calling it. And I think yeah. he's going to make a lot of plays uh, to, and, and get a few sacks this game. Yeah, big matchup against Laramie Tunsil, too. That That's going to be one to watch for sure. Uh, I think I'll stick with the with the defensive side. I'm going to go Alex Wright. I thought he played a really, really good game this past week. He uh, a sack, a TFL, and a forced fumble, I believe, all three. Um, a guy who has to step up with the Mo Hurst injury, him and Shelby Harris. But I thought he played a really, really good game. Like, you could – notice and feel his impact along the defensive line and winning the line of scrimmage against Texans is going to be enormous this week. Offensively, I'm just going to stick with David Njoku. I I think the matchup is 
as good as it gets. Like this is a Texans team that really struggles against tight ends. And I think if you're the Browns and you want to throw the ball 40 times, like we talked about, that is going to be the guy. I could see another double digit target day. I could see another one plus touchdown day. I think he's in for a huge one. It's hard for me because I don't know. I, I, I wanted to say Amari. Mm-hmm. I don't know if 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 uh, Stingley travels with him. Mm, yeah, that makes a difference because as to whether I pick him or not. Not that he can't make plays against him. It's just yeah. you know I think if he if he travels with him, then it affords Flacco to throw other places against lesser guys. Yeah. Right? So um, I, I want to. I'm going to say whoever the slot receivers are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think whoever the slot receivers are, yeah. I, that's who I'm going to go with. Just working through the the inside of that defense. Mm-hmm. That's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah, I, I'd be fascinated to see if Stingley travels too because he's been playing really well this year. The Texans got a guy a guy of their own on the outside. It's it's going to be a, very much a chess match in that aspect too because I, I think the Texans know how much they struggle against tight ends and I think they know how good David Njoku is. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a little plan in place for him as well. Yeah, yeah and it should be. The way he's been playing these last two weeks, but if you put a plan in place for him, once again, at least somebody else one on one who mm-hmm. has the ability to make plays. And so, with that in mind, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say I want Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. I like that. I like that. He has <laughs> taken the the vast majority of slot snaps too. So that that's a good call. Let's right. uh, let's talk score predictions here. I'll let you go first. It's going to be a good game. It's in a dome. What are you thinking? Oh, the Browns win, of course. But I, I think it's I think it's low scoring. Oh, okay. I think it's low scoring. But I think they give them a game. So I'm going to go 23-17. 23-17 Browns. I like that. Browns, yes. I'm going to go 31-27 Browns. Oh, wow. I think it's a little bit higher score. Yeah. I, again, I think the defense, again, like you talked about, it's it, – they struggled to travel. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the fact that they're that much better at home. I don't know. But they struggle to travel. And I think the Texans are a team that play really well offensively at home. Something about the Dome. Something about the Dome. It's easier for quarterbacks. It's easier for offenses to operate. I think it's a moderately high-scoring game. I think there's some big plays, but I think the Browns pull it out in a close one. As long as they pull it out, I don't care. As long as they pull it out. I don't care. I don't, I don't mind being wrong about the score. As long as we get yeah. a good I am 100% with you. Any any final words before we sign off here? Oh, just be 1-0 in the playoffs this week. That's all the Browns have to do. So go Browns. Yep. Go Browns. 1-0 in the playoffs this week. This is the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. We appreciate you guys watching and listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.